What are some of the major takeaways and highlights from the 2020 Getty Sing Conference? Find out next on the Christian Arts and Entertainment Podcast. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Christian Arts and Entertainment Podcast, whether you're tuning in via podcast or on YouTube. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, today I have with me uh, my wife, Deanna Newsom, music teacher, uh, uh, vocal coach, um, and uh, has, has led uh, worship in churches in the past. Um, and also Dora Jane Barwick, who uh, is one of the musicians on the praise team here at the church where I lead worship and has also uh, served as choir director and worship leader previously at another church. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, the Getty Sing Conference 2020, Getty Global, uh, as they uh, branded it, rebranded it. Uh, this is a conference that was primarily uh, developed for churches by uh, Keith and Kristen Getty uh, to equip and encourage worship leaders um, in their churches uh, and uh, has been going on for about, uh, this is the fourth, I believe, I believe it's the fourth uh, um, year the conference is in. They're, they're planning at least four more, I believe. Um, but as you know, uh, COVID-19 put everything uh, on hold and uh, forced people to take uh, in-life, real-life events and make them virtual. And so this year's SING conference went from a an in-person conference uh, in Nashville at the uh, Grand Ole Opry Hotel to a virtual conference held entirely online and available globally. Uh, so it was slightly different. Um, so we're going to talk about that. The three of us participated in that over the past few days. It started on Sunday, went through Wednesday. Um, there was so much material. Uh, none of us have been able or had the chance to review it all, um, all the material that's been released. Um, but we've we've reviewed a, a good bit of it, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about the conference and some of the takeaways from it this year. So, um, Deanna, Dora Jane, thank you all for being here. Uh, so let's talk about the format of the conference. Went from being in person online. Now you didn't you didn't go to any of the online conferences. You've never no, been to an online person, conference. In, in person. I mean, I'm sorry, in person conference. We went to went last year in person, but you've never been to one. Um, you were planning on going this year. Oh, so sad to miss that. <laughs> so your only experience is this online conference. What What do you think about it? Uh, how effective was it, in your opinion? I really thought it was very effective for this reason. This the showing of the global church that happened all all throughout the entire sessions to me was just amazing. I don't know that I would have had that same feeling had I been live. Of course, being live would have been amazing, but just to see everyone in all the different countries that came together, whether you watch the chat box, they would all chat with each other, or the different speakers from all over the world that came. It just showed such a beautiful picture of the global church, and that for me was so exciting to be a part of, even though I was in my own living room here in Camden, South Carolina. So, <laughs> Well, what did you think? Um having been to a live one. Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was really good. Um, you know, I, I, like, like you said, I enjoyed being able to see that. And they do have some of that um, live last year. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is it was just kind of sad not being able to, I mean, the only thing that I just was 
sad about was not being able to stand and sing in a room with over 10,000 voices surrounding you. That was the one thing I missed. I mean, I know you got some of the, the, the choir members and everything voices edited in. It just, you know, it was just different. Um, it was still wonderful. It was just, it was just different. That was the one thing I missed. But other than that, I, I think, you know, you make do with what you have and it, they did a really good job, um, trying to get the, the conference out to everyone, um, in spite of, you know, COVID life. Um, so what about what about the breakout sessions, online versus in-person breakout sessions? I mean, obviously, if if you're in person and, and you're in, and you're in the breakout session and and you, you're getting bored and you can't exactly get up and leave, whereas online you can just hit the stop button and find something else. <laughs> but how did you feel about the, the the difference in the delivery of it? Um, I think they worked well. The only thing that I really missed was you know being able to ask questions. Um, because some, you know, some of them, I'm just like, whoa, and you, but you, you, you couldn't get that immediate feedback. Um, most of them were done really well. Um, some of them were a little difficult to get through, but, um, I mean, I think that I think it works. Um, you know, you just, like I said, you just don't get that back and forth interaction. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have seen more live stuff. Um, Especially with the breakouts, there were uh, probably two or three that went live that had um, real-time questions, but there were there were so few, and they were posted. Uh, they went live at different at different times, and, and not during the regular breakout session time, and, and, and so everybody joined in. So you've got thousands of people trying to get their questions in, as opposed to a, a room of of twenty, thirty, maybe. 50. I, th- I think the biggest breakout session I went to last year maybe had 100 people in it in a small room, and, and you could still, you know, mm-hmm. uh, potentially get your question in, but um, made it much more difficult to get your questions heard. Um, One of the really positive parts of the virtual breakouts, though, is that we have access to this content through the end of the year, and so we can go back and remember, oh, that was their breakout. I really should go listen to that again because that material mm-hmm. would be so helpful in this right. situation or even to share it with someone here at the church. You get, there you were get several to, that I yeah. thought, like, oh, so-and-so needs to, needs to see this. You get to do them again and you don't have, and you get to do them all mm-hmm. instead <laughs> of having to pick certain ones. But if I'm remembering right, they videoed. They audio recorded they, all of was, them. Was that material available to all the conference goers after the fact? Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. Yeah. So they still had an option for that last year as well. Um, I thought they videoed. They videoed some. They audio recorded. They audioed all, all of them, mm-hmm. and then videoed some. So they they've been they were working towards that, even with the live conference, so that you could still get that material and and get to all the sessions. Um, the theme this year they've been theming all of all of the. Uh, conferences every year and the thing was sing the scriptures or um i never really heard them say sing the scriptures i heard them say the word in worship but when you go to the website it says sing the scriptures it's basically the same thing um what are your thoughts on how the conference approached that theme they did a really great job of stressing the importance of us singing the scriptures of us using that method for hiding god's word in our heart 
And I feel like the Gettys had started that early on in the COVID experience because they did the family hymn sings at home every Tuesday night and they did it live on Facebook for anyone who wanted to join in. And it's just them and their girls around the piano singing. But they had already shown that in application mm-hmm. in their own home um, as a way of encouraging their own family and then millions who joined in with those um, via Facebook that even during these really dark times, singing the Word of God is such an encouragement to our hearts and to our souls. Uh, I, I enjoy those throughout the summer when you just pop in and watch it whenever. Um, and then to see the culmination of it in this conference was really just, just a kind of a nice wrap up for that. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of the, um, especially some of the, 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 the word centric type sessions and, and the plenaries and stuff, uh, the preaching events kind of started repeating themselves. I guess there's only so much you could say. There weren't a lot of original thoughts. I guess, on the importance of the Word and reading the Word. And um, I, I heard a lot of repeated stuff. Did y'all feel that way too? Or is it just me? Maybe it's just <laughs> you from your your pastor-teacher standpoint. Um, for, for me, sometimes I like repetitiveness because I'm like, oh, yes, they think it too. So, yes, this is important. <laughs> so, hey, maybe I should maybe I should write this down and, and, and remember it. So, it wasn't necessarily that it felt overly repetitive to me. It was just kind of driving home the importance um, of it. Um, yeah, and one of the things that we talked about a little bit yesterday, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, um, was just how much they emphasize hymns as opposed to popular music. And I, I really felt that there was a, um, a disconnect somewhat in that they, they've got one side that, that pushes apologetic content and um, uh, reaching, reaching the unreached and, and, and getting the message of the gospel to people who need to hear the message of the gospel. And then on the musical side, it's it's hymns, 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 hymns. And the people you're trying to reach through the apologetics are going to be listening to hymns. Uh, they're going to need a different style of music as a vehicle to get the scriptures to them. And I didn't feel like they really addressed that. Did you? Did you what are your thoughts on that? I guess I look at it, at what they presented um, as as the hymn side is that is the encouragement for the body of Christ itself. Mm-hmm. When you are joined with your church family on a Sunday morning or in a Wednesday night session where you would sing these hymns, it teaches you that deep theology. And that seems to be their goal for any sort of um, gathering in the church is that it's for the encouragement of the body of Christ as opposed to a truly evangel- evangelistic type outreach. Um, so I'm that's how I looked at it because I think they uh, they purposely teach hymns for just that one purpose of truly edifying the body of Christ. So I did not see the disconnect there in that that wasn't the focus. Right, and that's basically the conclusion you know we came to when we were having the discussion yesterday, is that you know the focus of what they're teaching and encouraging worship pastors and pastors with these hymns and singing these scriptural songs. Um, is for in worship sessions. This is for saved people, the current body of Christ, just to reinforce the word of God. Um, 
these songs are not how we reach the lost. That's, you know, that's a different topic in and of itself. And, um, yeah, there's an importance in learning, you know, there are worship songs that are just sad and shallow. And However, if you were a lost person and you walked into a church one Sunday morning and you heard the congregation singing that beautiful hymn they taught us this week of He Will Hold Me Fast, the, the beauty song. of that message that there is a Savior who will hold you fast through these turbulent times would speak to any heart mm-hmm. who is truly seeking. So even though the hymns may be written for the body of Christ, they still have that ability to reach a, a person who is struggling, who needs those messages and, and to with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the themes that kept coming up over and over again this year um, I didn't hear it so much last year, but was that that theme of of the need to sing lament, and mm-hmm. and and rather than than sugarcoat, uh, and 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 just sing about the the good things and the glorious things, but but and 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 instead of skipping all of the hard stuff in the Psalms and getting to the to the uplifting and encouraging part of a Psalm, but to go through those difficult things, we got to have the lament before we can get to what God does with us through our lament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it came up several times in, in several different ways. Um, uh, so so how do y'all, what do y'all think of that? What are your thoughts on, on lament? I think it's very helpful. You know, they're, like they said in several of the um, sessions um, talking that mentioned lament, it's just something that we don't want to do. And we don't want to think about, but when somebody is broken, they need to know it's okay to be broken. And sometimes having a musical outlet that speaks to that brokenness um, is so is so beautiful. And truly, on your worst days, you don't particularly want to start off with praise and worship as far as the jubilation of it. You want to be able to lament. And mm-hmm. some days, words don't come in a prayer but they will come in a song that you need to express and that song will do it in the lament of it right um sally lloyd jones author of the children's storybook bible on sunday night even addressed this when it comes to children because she said that no one is too young for the truth and and what she was getting at is that we don't need to water down uh, the message of life and the difficulties of life just because we're talking to children I, i think that applies um, even more so to adults, that we tend to do adults a disservice by um, withholding the truth of the hard things mm. and um, not not including difficulty as part of our faith. It's like if, if you're going to come to faith, if you're going to come worship, you've got to leave uh, your difficulty uh at the door, you got to push it aside that, that it has no place in worship. It has no place in, in what you do at church. Um, but that's not true. Lament is, is a big part of, of why we come. Um, and they, they even, they talked about that all the way down to, to, to children. It was, it was a, um, a major theme of it. So going to the breakouts of the breakouts that you viewed, I know none of us have, have watched them all. Um, what was a, a favorite of yours, and uh, why was it a favorite, and what did you learn? Well, I have several, but 
<laughs> I grew up Southern Gospel, doing a lot of Southern Gospel, so of course I had to watch The Gaithers. Oh, I loved yeah, it. The Gaithers was one of mine. That was that was a phenomenal breakout. <laughs> it was just to to see them, to hear their story, just just the entire breakout was wonderful. So. That was definitely a favorite. I really enjoyed the choral breakouts, the ones where they were just teaching you technique and um, listening to Kristen Getty do her own uh, vocal exercise was just fun, just yes. fun to do that. And I love Kim Wood Sandusky and, and her heart for helping um, vocalists. And I, I'm like, I wrote down I, this. I am such a music nerd because I wrote down every single warm up she did and like the chords. And I'm just like, okay, I've got to remember these with when I'm working with some of my students because these are wonderful. <laughs> yeah. um, Phil Vischer has really stood out to me. Um, he said something, and I had to write it down word for word because it was such a great quote. He said, children are very fond of silliness, which is an issue because most adult Christians in ministry are not. <laughs> yes, that was a great quote. <laughs> and it's so true that uh, if you're going to minister to children, I mean, you, you, you got to you got to find that childlike joy. I mean, he also said, I quoted this one too, if you take everything too seriously, you rob life of joy. Um, and and that's, that's the counterpart of the lament. Yeah, I don't think you could truly experience joy if you don't know what it means to lament. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the, the Gaither one was really good. Uh, what about the, I mean, we talked a little bit about the formats, um, especially about the questions and not being able to answer questions. But um, what about the formats in general? There were, there, there were lots of different ways that the breakouts were presented. It was kind of inconsistent. What, what were your thoughts on that? What worked best and what didn't work? Well, um, I liked the conversation ones. Um, like one of mm-hmm. my favorites was Gilbert and Simon Lennox just sitting with each other, father, son, talking across the table and um, you know, talking about teaching the next generation. And I thought that that worked really well because there was back and forth. The ones that had some back and forth in one way or another worked really well. Um, of course, some of the, the more lecture style were presented in such a way that you didn't feel like you were sitting in a lecture. It was, you know, um, more conversational. Yeah, and then you had those that were behind a pulpit Mm -hmm. that were basically preaching, and it felt like you were just watching a recorded sermon. Um, I I tried to watch one yesterday, and um, uh, I had to to turn it off. Um, But it was... I don't know if they were having video issues or whatever, but the it was being recorded on a phone, being held by somebody, and it was being it, it, and it just drifted all over the place, and it felt like I was on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and I don't know if they were having some issues, and this was this was the only way they could get it done. Uh, maybe they've been working on it for hours, and they said, "Well, let's well, just record it with the phone." Um, but it, it really, it really uh, took something away from what I think could have been uh, a really great message. And I'm going to try to just go back and it. finish it and just listen to it. Maybe turn the video off um, and, and listen to the message because I thought it was a, um, a great topic that he was talking on. Um, of course, I think that the interviews mm-hmm. and, and everything, the conversations worked best. Um, I would like to see them have more. Uh, some somehow more discussion time. Any other thoughts about that? 
I will just give kudos to all of them for mm -hmm. actually attempting what they did because to take what was to be an in-person conference with these yes. wonderful breakout sessions and everything that you have when you're in person and move it all virtually and to do it in the short amount of time they did. And you have to know that some of the speakers in the breakout sessions, that they weren't in their comfort zone at all. Right. But they all tackled it, and they all did it, and it turned out well enough that we have great material to learn from and to yes. grow with. And yes. some of them, you could tell, were more comfortable than others. Sure, of course. <laughs> I watched one where, where the guy was just, he, he, had, he struck a pose, and he never moved <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> yes, I can't, I can't imagine, yeah. Wow. And uh, a lot of people are very fond of using their libraries as backgrounds. I did as you notice can see. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself um, looking, at, looking their at their books to see if I had some of the same books they had. <laughs> um, other highlights from the conference? Well, of course, the music and the mm -hmm. concerts. The, the night concerts were wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed Evensong with... Kristen uh, we, I, I haven't watched any of that yet. They were the 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 concerts we didn't get to because it was just so in our times it was just late, and my brain was done. So I knew I especially even song I really want to listen to, but I'm just like I'm gonna go to sleep. This is an album of lullabies. There's no way I'm gonna stay awake through this. <laughs> um, but I've heard some of the, and I'm really excited about it. My favorite is you know I just love hearing new music. Yes. Or somebody reminded me of a song that I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. I love that. And it's been years. So I just, that's one of the things I always love. Anything stand out in the plenary sessions? Uh, the plenary sessions went went live at a specific time. And I, there were portions of it that were being recorded live. Um, as you watched, they had, they had a, um, uh, the Gettys and, and a couple others. Uh, in a sound stage, I was live introducing the next mm -hmm. video packages and um, and things. Uh, so those went live for everybody to watch together. Uh, there was a live chat that was going on during the plenary sessions. But any, anything stand out um, as far as plenary sessions, y'all? I really enjoyed John Lennox and mm -hmm. his presentation on. I think that was Monday night. Um, his presentation of the gospel just how he lays it out it was beautiful it was really good and and learning the new hymns every night because you had a songbook and they were singing the words were there it was great fun to be able to do that um, those really stood out to me last night of course the virtual choir that did the hallelujah course that was just great fun to see and really beautifully done for a virtual choir presentation of that so we didn't we didn't watch the plenary last night um yet uh, did they did they have the video of the virtual choir? They uh, did. Awesome. So they had in the center was the actual music uh, notes and scripts you could follow if you wanted to sing along. You could all your parts, and then all around it were all the faces singing. So it was it was really well done. That's really really cool. How much was it? Just the Hallelujah chorus? Yeah. That's really good. Um, other thoughts that y'all might have. I mean, we've come to the end of what I had written down for us to talk through so we can talk about whatever. I mean, We're off was, script now. Yeah, it's just a fun time. I can't wait to, you know, be able to, over the next few weeks, go back and watch the things I missed and re-watch some of the ones that I'm just like, oh, I, I love. One of the things I did love about it being pre-recorded is that if somebody said something great, pause. pause and I can <laughs> yes. write it. Or wait, wait, what did you say? Rewind. 
ah, okay, writing down word for word these quotes because I'm a horrible note taker because I get involved and I'm just like, oh, that was good. Wait, wait, no, no, no. So I, I really enjoyed being able to to go back and um, re-listen to things or if somebody, you know, like I said, somebody said something, rewind it, listen to it again because it was just... Was there, is there any, anything from any of those you want to share? Anything from any of the breakouts that you haven't shared already you want to share? Oh, goodness. Sorry about that. It is supposed to be turned off. Um, I can't. I've got so many notes that I've taken. So many good things. Um, I can't just pick one. Just one. I mean, there were, like I said, just so many good things. Now, um, Gilbert Lennox did have a quote in the interview that with him and Simon, um, you know, talking about asking questions when you're reading scripture, the importance of asking questions. And he said, if you're not looking for something, you'll never find anything. So if you don't go into it with a goal and wanting to learn something, you won't. That was just, you know, one of the things that I wrote down. I really thought that the children's session on Sunday was well done as far as emphasizing the importance of using songs to teach our children scripture and that you can't start too young with that and uh, it was just a really good reminder to me that I need to be playing songs in our home that really do emphasize scripture and that you can learn so much that way um, just I really love that they took the, all of Sunday afternoon and focused on children and on teaching children and engaging children so that when they grow up, they want to do this. They want to sing these hymns. They want to uh, worship in this way. So I, that was well done. It's a well done part of the entire process. Okay. Um, well, I think that about wraps it up um, for discussion. Thank you all for um, coming and agreeing to <laughs> be on the <laughs> podcast and uh, be on video. <laughs> um, so uh, if you want to find out more about uh, the SING Conference uh, 2021 that's already being planned and uh, is being planned uh, to be live in Nashville uh, as well as virtually, they're going to try to do both next year. It looks like once you, once you go virtual, you never go back. <laughs> um, but the website is gettymusicworshipconference.com. Um, it is scheduled for September 12th through the 15th. Uh, the theme next year is Singing Through the Ages, uh, which I think is going to be really great because we're going to be able we're going to focus on, on, on worshiping across the centuries. And, and, mm -hmm. and we've, we've tried to do this here at our church here to, to reach back and, and grab old hymns. Um, from the, uh, the believers in the past and, and, and bring them into the present age. Um, but also that's going to be a focus on, on setting the stage for future worship as well. So uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really great singing through the ages. All right, so that's GettyMusicWorshipConference.com uh, if you want to find out more about that. Thank you for joining us on the podcast here today, whether you were uh, listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Christian Arts and Entertainment Podcast with author, musician, and worship pastor, Kevin Newsom. Thank you for joining us today, for your comments, and for subscribing. See you next time.